Genesis chapter number 3, verse number 8, as we stand for the reading of God's Word. The Bible said, And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. Boy, don't that fit what we're just talking about? And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? He said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked, and I hid myself. Are you with me? Say amen. And he said, Who told thee that thou was naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? And the man said, The woman whom thou gavest to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I did eat. And the Lord God said unto the woman, What is this that thou hast done? Notice this. And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle, and above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shalt thou go, and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Unto the woman he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception and sorrow that notice this, thou shalt bring forth children and thy desire shall be to thy husband and he shall rule over thee. Chris, that's the blessing, son. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity, Lord, to be in your house tonight. Yes, Lord. God grant it, I pray. Amen. Tonight I, I'd like to talk to us just a little bit about sin. I know nobody does it anymore. No, nobody sins. There is no sin anymore. There's no absolutes anymore. When you come to a day and an hour when a child can be born and you ain't even allowed to tell it it's a boy or a girl, and now we have in front of the Senate a bill that they're wanting to pass you can't even tell a mama she's a mama yeah that's in front of the senate right now folks can you believe that we're in America aren't we I didn't know we'd gone in some foreign country yeah I believe it's called woke the acronym for it the doctor will not be allowed to call her mother She is a baby manufacturer. Yeah. So sin, nobody's doing it, but yet everybody's doing it. We see here in the garden, sin started right here. You see that Adam was afraid of the very voice of God. You want want to know why folks don't come to church? They're afraid of the voice of God. They're afraid of the Holy Spirit of God that's at the church. In the preaching, say amen, somebody. They're afraid that the Holy Spirit of God, listen, they've turned into tree huggers, lake worshipers, golfers and goofers. 
They're going to do everything but go to the house of God. Amen? Why? Because that's where the power of the Holy Ghost is. That's where the preaching is. He said he was afraid when God spoke, said, Where art thou? said, I was afraid I heard your voice. Well, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That's what the Word of God teaches us. But sin, nobody's doing it, but everybody's doing it. Sin here in the garden, did you notice? 100% sinned. Not just 50%, 100%. And as sin is always trying to blame somebody else. He said, you gave her to me. So what he was really saying, God, it's your fault. Yeah, that's what he's saying. And he asked the woman, said, yeah, the serpent, he beguiled me. She's passing the book. But we're all not sinners anymore. You look in chapter 3 there in verse number 1, it said, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. Stay with me now. You see what he's doing? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the tree, notice this, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. All they had to do is touch it. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. Come on now. For God doeth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. You know, he didn't lie there. He did not lie right there. As soon as they ate, their eyes were open, and they knew good and evil. And they were afraid. And, the, and when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes... <laughs> And the tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. Well, you can't say that sin is not fascinating. He said, look here. Did God not say you could eat of every tree? See, he's trying to put doubt. He's trying to twist the Word of God. So many today are twisting the Word of God. Oh, I love God. Well, let's back up here just a minute. I did a wedding here Saturday. And I pronounced a man and wife. And they'll live together. Now, let me say this. That young couple left here. And if that man don't show up for a month or two, you reckon they'll still be married? Well, didn't God say that he married us? We were his bride. He's coming after his bride. So you think that God would like to see us show up once in a while? I believe God would like to see us at the house of God. But Satan said, now didn't he say you could eat of every tree? And she quoted what God said. God said we could eat of every tree except 
the one in the midst in the middle. God said, don't eat it, don't touch it. Have you ever noticed that sin is so fascinating that once you touch it, you're going to do it? And as soon as he got through her thick head, oh, you'll be a God chores a world. You'll know good and evil. I believe I'd rather not know good and evil. I'd rather this know good. That's all she knew to that point was good. She didn't know any evil to that point other than God said, don't eat. So sin is fascinating. We're all guilty of fascinations that took us further than we wanted to go, kept us longer than we intended on staying, and sure done a lot more harm than we ever thought it could do. Fascinations. <laughs> Man, I'm going to get you right now. You know when you get that new car, it doesn't matter if it was a four-cylinder, a two-cylinder, a hundred-cylinder. you got to find out what it'll do. You ain't guilty of mashing that pedal? Are you not? There's something wrong with you. I don't care if you give me a bicycle, I'm going to see how fast it'll go. I'm going to see how fast I can get it. I'm going to see how well it'll take a curve to the point where I'm going to crash it. Can't ride a bicycle either. Son, you have led a sheltered life. You may live to be a hundred. You won't have no scars, no broke bones. You You just ain't got nothing to tell your grandchildren. Well, that's a start. But isn't sin fascinating? You see somebody else do it, you want to try it. Hey, <laughs> how many has ever been fascinated wanting to go parasailing? How many has ever wanted to bungee jump? I went up on that scaffold over in Tennessee and I said, I want to bungee jump. And he looked at me and said, you're too fat. We got a weight limit here. I said, get a bigger rope. I want to jump. I was fascinated. I want to jump off that platform, right? Get a bigger rope. Nope. Wouldn't let me jump. Would not let me bungee jump. How many's ever wanted to parachute? <laughs> I've always wanted to. I don't know, either flying at 35 and 40,000 feet in the air, I just don't know if you could throw me out of that plane or not. I mean, why jump out of a perfectly good airplane? Right? I mean, now, if its motors is quitting, they're on fire, and it's falling apart, I'll jump. But why would I leave a perfectly good airplane? But fascination of sin... It's taking folks down highways and roads they never intended on going. She never intended, Adam never intended to lose his fellowship with God, but sin took him in that direction. To where when he heard the voice of God, he was afraid. Sinner, I hope to God you're afraid when you hear the voice of God. If you can sin and not be afraid... You're in danger. In danger. But sin, nobody's doing that anymore. Right? 
That's something that's in a foreign land anymore. America don't sin. We don't have no sin in America, do we? We don't have no sin in the church, do we? Hmm. Genesis chapter number 12, while we're right here, and let's look at verse number 13, if you will. Genesis 12 and verse 13. And let's see what the Word of God says there. You know, you and I <laughs> are sometimes gullible. Are you there? Genesis 12, verse 13. Say, I pray thee, thou art my sister that it may be well with me for thy sake, and my soul shall live because of thee. Does everybody know this story? That's his wife. She's so good looking, he knows when they go into town, they just kill him and take her. Sin (laughs) will cause you to be deceitful. He took her. This is my sister. Everything went bad. King called for him and said, What have you done? Ever since you've been in town, I'm paraphrasing. Things has went bad. See, you deceived. You know, sin is so deceitful. Preacher, what are you talking about? Have you ever seen any alcohol commercials or cigarette commercials that portrayed the truth behind their products? You never seen nobody on television with cirrhosis of the liver because they drink too much? You never saw children's homes busted up because their parents drank too much? You never seen cigarette commercials show the lungs? of a smoker and the arteries of that smoker. You don't see that. You don't see them with that oxygen in their nose and their sides ripped open and tubes running in there trying to drink. You don't, they don't show that. That's deceitful. Sin always has a draw because it always... What did the serpent say? Then what did she answer? Oh, it looks good. Now, wait a minute. It looks good, but God done told you if you touch it, you're going to die. I mean, how good could it look that you're willing to die for it? Hello? We all have been there. We've all done stupid stuff that we knowed was hurting us, and we did it anyway. Sin is so deceitful. good friend of mine, preacher friend, was counseling a couple. Another preacher, by the way. And him and his wife started coming to my friend's church so they could get counseling and work their marriage out. That man ended up leaving with my friend's wife. Yeah. Now they're both divorced. Another good friend of mine. Now this, somebody ought to make a movie of this one. When they told me this one, Chris, I didn't even believe it. The preacher 
of this certain church right there in Morganton, took my boss man's brother's wife, and he took the preacher's wife. Well, it didn't come out in a trade deal, but it worked out that way. Well, he kept the preacher's wife, but the preacher didn't keep his wife more than a month. Then she tries to come back, and he's already shacked up with the preacher's wife. I said, man, you couldn't write a script like that. Sin is so deceitful, isn't it? Church tore apart. Families tore apart because of a few moments of pleasure. Sin is so deceitful. She looked and saw that it was good, and in the back of her mind, you, you could hear that wheel turning saying, I'll be like God. I'll be like God. He said I'd be like God. <laughs> well, he done lied you once. <laughs> but see our sin nature in us. Our sin nature in us has a desire to be deceived. Don't tell me about the bad things. Just tell me about the good things. You know when you wake up and can't remember nothing you did the night before? Just tell me what happened. Just give me the good things. Right? Sin is so deceitful. He was willing to lie about his wife to save his own life and about lost both of them. Are you with me? Say amen. Turn in the book of Romans. Let's go there and look just for a moment in the book of Romans chapter number 3, verse number 10. Are you there? Say amen. Romans chapter number 3, verse number 10. As it is written, there's none righteous, no, not one. Jesus calling there is none that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. Their throat is an open sepulcher. With their tongues they have used deceit. The poison of ass is under their lips. Whose mouth is full of cursings and bitterness? Are you with me? Say amen. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their ways. And the way of peace have they not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Now we know that what things soever the law saith, it saith to them who are under the law that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. Are you with me? Say amen. Look at verse 23 there while we're there. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Say amen. Do you know sin is universal? Rich, young, old, Poor, all colors, all nationalities has sin and sinners. We look and see that it's talking about how they have no fear of God. 
Boy, are we living in that day? I mean the things that they do in the name of God and stand up and do it and don't have one bit of fear. I don't know about you, but I was taught when you come on this ground, that's holy ground. You better act appropriately. My grandmother raised up out of her grave and slapped me in the back of the head right now if I didn't. Hello, I taught that. This is hallowed ground. When you come on it, you will respect it. But they weren't afraid. Sin is so forthright now that they don't have no fear. It's universal. Sin has crept into the church. Sin has crept into the church. Sin is in the pulpits. And they're believing a lie and being damned. Are you with me? Isn't it funny that sin from Romans times to now is still sin? Did you notice he said without the law you wouldn't even know you as a sinner? That's the reason they want to do away with this book. They want to do away with this old King James book because it tells you the law of God. Listen to me. In the Old Testament and the New Testament. Yes, we're under grace. But there's things that we can do and there's things we can't do. Romans chapter number 5 and verse number 12. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. Hmm. Imagine that. Okay. Sinner, let me help you tonight. You're going to be rewarded. Oh, it got quiet. You want to know what the reward for sin is? I just read it to you. Death. Sinners will die for eternity and never ever get through dying. They're going to be rewarded. Well, that little old saintly old man, you know, that you're going to stand before and you're going to plead innocent, you know, and you're going to plead stupid and you're going to plead I didn't know and you're going to plead all this, and he's going to say, depart, I never knew you. Why? Because there's men preaching the truth and you wouldn't hear it. You went and found the church that agreed with your sin. You got you a book that agree with your sin. Hello? I just don't want that kind of reward, Chris. Is it worth it, church? Is it worth getting away from the book? Is it worth getting away from the truth so we could have a little sin? Bible, listen, the Bible's plain. The Bible said there is pleasure in sin for a season. It's plain about that. But then what? Then what? Part of my aches and pains tonight's because of sin. Hello? That's got a reward here and here after. If I hadn't been sinning, I wouldn't got hurt near as much. Say amen right there. Woo! I probably wouldn't have a couple bullets that I got in me now. Yeah, think about this tonight. Sin is universal. Sin has a reward. 
Young man stood right here. I was trying to get him right there. And he stood right here. Just me and him in this building. He wanted to meet me here. And I met with him here. He said, Preacher, I want to go to hell. I said, Son, you don't have to go to hell. He said, I want to, Preacher. I want to go to hell. That's where my daddy is. I want to go to hell. Standing right here, folks, I ain't joking you. And I said, Son, can I tell you something about hell you don't know? Listen to me, church. Sin is so universal. This is my belief. If he wanted to see his daddy that bad, I believe God would put him right next to his daddy. And his daddy would gnaw on him. I told him that standing right here. I said, son, if you go to hell and you're close enough to your daddy, I said, let me tell you, the only thing you're ever going to move is your head. Because you're going to be shoulder to shoulder, breast to back. You're going to stack in there like sardines. The Bible said he's weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth. I don't care, he said, preacher, I want to go to hell. If my daddy wants to chew my head off, that's fine. I want to be next to my daddy. I said, but son, you'll just be in misery and hell and pain and darkness and torments, and your daddy will be too, and neither one of you, and you'll be cursing, and you'll be doing every ungodly thing. I don't care, preacher, I want to go to hell. I said, son, there ain't nothing I can do to help you. I wonder this, oh, Chris. Why did he call me? Why did he call me? I believe deep down he didn't really want to go. But he loved his daddy so much he wanted to see his daddy. But he didn't realize what his daddy was in. If, he, if his daddy was in hell, his daddy didn't have no family, didn't have no friends. Are you with me? There ain't none of that in hell. Ain't nothing but torment in hell. Misery in hell. There is no life in hell, friend. It's people trying to die and can't die. Are you with me? Say amen. Sin has a reward you won't want to pay. When you get there, you won't want it. I don't care how much you think you desire it now. Turn with me if you will and we'll try to close tonight in the book of 1 John. Chapter number 2, verse number 15. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that, notice this, is in the world the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. Are you with me? Say amen. I want to help you tonight. Satan will take that verse right there and discourage you and say you can't have nothing in this world. That's the biggest lie Satan's ever told. If God didn't want you to have things, how come Abraham was so rich? Are you with me? How come he restored Lot twice what he had? Think about it. Why does God reward people that follow him with prosperity? 
Now think about that. This scripture is saying if you love the world more than you love God, if you put the things of the world before you put God, that's <laughs> what we were talking about earlier, wasn't it? This? Putting the things of this world. Oh, preacher, I won't be at church this weekend. The leaves are blooming. Yeah, they bloom about this time every year. Turn colors, don't they? They look beautiful. Why couldn't you go on Saturday? I don't believe you like that job that good. Why don't you just lay out Monday? Hello? Right? What you're saying is you love what you want more than you love God. That's what it means. Love not this world, not the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye. Hey, you can ride up there anytime you want to. Why don't you go any other day but Sunday? Why don't you do that? Go to the ocean. Do you find a church? Do you have church? Do you think about church? When you do anything, is God first in it? Or is it just the lust of the flesh and pride of life and all of these things? <laughs> I often wonder if you bragged on that new truck or that new car, if you bragged on God as much as you bragged on that or on that fish you caught or that eight-point buck you shot, if you bragged on God that much, you know that hole in one when you went goofing? Yeah. Yeah. Do you brag on God that much? I, I, <laughs> oh, God help me. I'm going to get in trouble right here. Have you ever put God on the wall and said, Hey, look at God. Like he's a 12-point buck. Or a fish. Or a turkey tail. God don't even raise a turkey tail in a lot of lives. I shot a little old spike, my first deer. I did not shoot it for the horns. I eat meat. My dog gets the bones. I shot that thing, and that youngest boy, my daddy, have it mounted. It was every bit of that big. And the other side was about that big. And I'm scratching my head. Wait a minute, wait a minute. It's about $450 to mount one. And you'd have to have a magnifying glass to get over there and see it hanging on the wall anyway. You'd think it was a doe, it was a little. Right? I shot it to eat. Daddy, you're not going to have it mounted at your first deer. I said, by the grace of God, I hope it ain't my last Right? I shot it to eat it, son. I didn't shoot it to brag about it. I didn't shoot it to show anybody I shot a deer. I shot it to fill this belly. I like deer meat. And them young ones are the best. I don't go out there and shoot a hundred. I just shot one. Right? But do you brag on God as much as you would that little buck? friend of mine and I'm closing come in the store and we were all standing drinking coffee everybody men knows what I'm talking about 
He'd been deer hunting. He come in, chest all throwed out, right down there at old Nebo stock shop. Chest throwed out. I got me a deer first thing this morning. Really? Yes, sir. It's out there in the back of the truck. We went out to see a deer. He shot Bambi's baby brother. I'm telling you the truth. We took it in, stopped and shot and waited. It weighed 18 pounds. Hair, hooves, and all. And he's bragging on it. I mean, we went out there expecting. And we're looking in there. Where's it at? It was under the spire tar. That's how little it was. And he's bragging on it. How little is your God because you don't brag on him? I'm so blessed. I've got clothes on my back, food. My limbs still move. They hurt, but they move. I just keep moving until I ain't going to move no more. One of these days, I ain't going to move no more. I'm going to heaven. I ain't moving no more. That'd be a permanent residence. I ain't moving no more. But what does it take to get to heaven? Now, I preached last week, and, and thank God that I did, and it helped some folks. Overcoming when you're overwhelmed. But you know, sin will take you further than you really want to go. It'll do more damage to you than you ever thought possible. It'll keep you longer than you ever intended on staying. It'll not only affect you, and I've heard this lie so many times. What I'm doing don't hurt nobody. That's a big lie. First John chapter number 1, if you will, in verse number 7, the Bible said, But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanses us from all, notice this, sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sin, we make Him a liar. And His word is not in us. Church folk, let me help you tonight, and we'll go home. Sin is in this flesh. It's available 24-7. And we choose sometimes to sin. You say, preacher, what do you mean you choose to sin? Well, let's just narrow it down to a couple things. If God said shout and you didn't shout, that was a sin. If God said go pray and you didn't go pray, that's a sin. Why is that a sin, preacher? I didn't hurt nobody, I didn't kill nobody. Yeah, but you didn't obey God. And being disobedient is a sin. See, that's what happened to Adam and Eve in the garden. They disobeyed God. They just eat fruit. See, God narrowed it down if you touch it. 
if you touch it. Sin is not something everybody else is doing. It's something we're all prone to. The sad thing of most Christians is they think they got saved and they never ever sin again. Well, I must be an exception to the rule. Because I know I've sinned and come short of the glory of God. No, I ain't run off of nobody's wife. I ain't planning on it. Lord, the one I got's killing me. I love her. I love her. I love her. I've got two in that bargain for one anyhow and got two or three sidekicks on top of that. Don't shake your head. Yeah, yeah, she's agreeing. Yeah. I've not only got one wife, I've probably got eight or ten if you want to count them. They're all kin to me. Yeah, they said if anything ever happened to Mama, I'd never remarry. I said, why that? I said, we'll kill you. <laughs> so sin ain't something that everybody else is doing. It's something that we all do. Some just recognize it and some never recognize it. You know what a Christian does? He realizes when he sins and comes short and he repents. That's the difference. See, the world don't care if they repent because they don't think they're sinning. You remember that old country song? Don't feel like sinning to me. Anybody remember that but me? That old country song? Don't feel like sinning to me. Ain't that the way most folks look at it? I sin something somebody else is doing, not me. I go to church. Yeah, but are you saved? Are you living right so you can die right? Sin. Everybody's doing it. Just few are confessing it. Everybody stand, every head bowed and every eye closed. He said in chapter 2 of 1 John, Here my little children, these things I write unto you, that you sin not. Notice what he said now. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. And he is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Hereby we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. He that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoso keepeth his word, in him verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby know we that we are in him. He that saith, he abideth in him, ought himself also to walk, even as he walked. He said, Brethren, I write no new commandment unto you, but an old commandment which ye have from the beginning. The old commandment is the word which ye have heard from the beginning. God ain't changed his mind. Somehow or another, the world thinks that they're going to sin all the way to the pearly gates. And God's going to say, Come on in. 
Well, they need to read the book. The Bible said no sin shall enter in. If your sins are not under the blood, friends, you're not going to make it. Every head bowed and every eye closed and everyone praying. Somebody may need to come bowing this altar tonight. If not for yourself, maybe you need to bring somebody to the Lord in prayer and say, God, I'm praying for them along with myself. Sin is not new, folks. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Father, I thank you for the privilege stand here amongst these precious people tonight. And God, that we as your people are able, God, to stand here and bless the name of Jesus once again for his love and his mercy. Thank you, Father, for the word of God that teaches me that, Lord, no sin shall enter in. Thank you for the beautiful, wonderful, precious, Holy Ghost filled song sung here tonight, Father. Every one of them, Father, especially from our young folks. God, how we're blessed to have them. So you, Lord, touch them. God, bless them for their efforts here tonight. God, let it be so that we'll take this word to the highways and hedges and help somebody. Help somebody, Lord, get out of sin and get close to God. Let it be so tonight, Father. Let it be so that it be instilled in us, Lord. Stay as close to the cross as we possibly can. Touch us, forgive us, Lord. We realize we have sinned and come short. We realize, fathers, we bring it to you, God, that you're able to help us and strengthen us, guide us and direct us for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.